Hello, I'm Shannon Grimm with Shannon Grimm and Partners at Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. Today we're joined by Jared Lowe, who we're going to call our multi-purpose man. And we have Mike Stanley, who we just refer to as Stanley, and Jake Brenneman from our team. And uh, we're going to try to dispel some rumors and myths and things you might have heard on the national media that do not necessarily pertain to the central Ohio market and a so-called market crash or bubble burst. So... Um, so basically, you know, real estate is all local. It's uh, even sometimes hyper local. Like, uh, you know, Stanley said in our first take that we did, Jake, um, <laughs> that, that uh, you know, everything is different within even different cities throughout the state. So we yep, can't even compare the state. So, you know, even in your own neighborhood, things can be different than what it is in the rest of the city. Like there's one neighborhood in Dublin in particular that is always a little slower to sell than the rest. So it's always been kind of weird to watch that neighborhood. So it's just hyper local. And then we just want to talk about, you know, why we're growing so much here. So I I read a lot and probably more than I really need to, but basically (laughs) a lot of the differences that we see in central Ohio they're going to be directly connected to the fact that we're one, we're a college town. You know, the OSU is a big impact on it. And then on top Biggest of that. Biggest university in the country. That's right. And a and lot I, of people stay afterwards. Yep. And then on top of that, you have <coughs> uh, the fact that we're a capital city. Um, when you look at all the other states that have that combination, those markets tend to just hold steadier just because that combination of the employment jobs, the education jobs, all, all of that stays in place with government jobs, and, and it just makes a difference. So It is kind of weird, though. Like, when I first moved here, so I moved here 30 years ago this year, and it did not seem like a, like a, a capital city to me. And, like, most things were not open on Sundays, and they closed at 9 or whatever. There was no, no places that were open 24 hours a day. And, you know, I came from a small town up on Lake Erie, then went to Akron first, and then came here. And we had stuff open 24 hours a day in Akron. And down here, I was like, really? This is supposed to be our capital? Like, it's changed a lot over the last three decades, which is crazy to say out loud. Quite a bit. Quite a bit, yeah. I mean, that matters. And and when you look at all the other markets, if you go with the outliers, even in the outliers in Ohio, just like you were saying, you're going to have a few markets that are slowing down, just like the, mm-hmm. the national media keeps toting just the fact that, you know, it is getting a little slower, but our market's still screaming hot. And we mm-hmm. still have a lot of buyers and the sellers moving quickly, and, and it's just, it's incredible, you know. And then We're we probably saturated of, in more price points than, you know, like the lower price point is definitely what goes first. What we're referring to now is affordable housing, which it's, is anything under four. It's probably, yeah, anything under four, which is yeah. crazy to say, but it is, and that's probably the most competitive price point mm-hmm. as well. Anything from 200 to 400, you know, people are getting kind of feverish over, especially certain areas. Well, I've seen competition over a million dollars. I have, too, I have seen it. I have seen it in the 900s and a million dollar range. And I yeah. want to know how we're getting. So this one had multiple offers on it. It had more than six offers. But six were cash, and they were over a million. Where are these people coming from? Well, a and lot what of are they that, doing? A lot of that's coming from more coastal markets and people that are in even more highly saturated areas. Ohio being an essential market of the, the entire nation. We're the heart of it all. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> logistically, first and foremost, it's, it's a prime spot. You can get to the East Coast quickly. You can get to the West, Lo- West Coast quickly. You can get South quickly. So just geographically, it's a beautiful location. Mm-hmm. Then when you look at the cost for living, you know, if you're coming from the California markets or the Florida or New York markets, those buyers are coming in saying, wait a minute, 
my company is relocating to Ohio for better tax rates, for better this, mm -hmm. and you're telling me I can buy 12 times the house for the same cash? Yeah, so even New Jersey coming. buyers get shocked too. They're like, "What? I can get how big of a house?" Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's it's funny. They there's a lot of shock from all I, around. I have heard the reference from East Coast buyers like, "Oh, I get to buy an MTV Cribs house. I can't believe it." <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, it is that big. <laughs> the most interesting story I remember. I had a client when I was selling full time back probably seven years ago. She came from New York. She was a just a entry level accountant for some big company up in New York. Lived in a what was it? I want to say like a 1,200 square foot house. She was ecstatic to sell her house for a million two. <laughs> ecstatic. So she's coming in here thinking, okay, I'd like to get at least 1,600 square feet, quarter acre lot, but my budget's only a million, bu million bucks. And I'm just thinking, okay. Well, you want two? And she was looking in all places. <laughs> it was Circleville, of all places. Oh, so gosh. We go to Circleville, How about three? And she <laughs> loses her mind. I can't all believe right. I can buy all this. This I feel like I'm robbing somebody. It was amazing. So it, it makes a huge difference. Buyers see that. And that's where I think where a lot of that cash comes mm -hmm. from is the fact that they got so used to this cost of living in a higher price area. And then when they actually sell and come here, they just have so much more that's disposable. They can actually pay cash for those yes, types of Yes, we've known that personally. Well, I, yeah, 100%. I, I see it with a lot of people immigrating to the United States as well that are coming here, which huge draw. Again, lots of work. The university for people immigrating here for education or their kids are coming here for that. And... They, they bring money with them, the cost of living so high where they came from, they can't believe the price of the real estate here. A lot yeah. of cash coming in for those buys. So, And we get a lot of people who want to spend at least half the year with their family that's here. Mm -hmm. And those poor suckers are wanting to live here six months out of the year instead of in Florida. Mm -hmm. So I guess it might be yeah. too hot in Florida. Oh, I, I think so. I, I can't even <laughs> eat. Mean, the... Um, the job opportunities here too are amazing. I mean, you have mm -hmm. you know the Honda plant, you got Scotts, you've got Intel coming in, you got Microsoft coming. I mean, all these companies all around. And then on top of that, OSU and the government jobs around DSC. There's just so many. Yeah, so I just many relocated jobs. one for D DSCC. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's amazing. So you know, it's it, as far as chameleon companies go, or chameleon cities, I should say, go. Ohio, Central Ohio, just has basically anything and everything that anybody that would want to move in would want. It's yeah, and a lot of people still don't understand that. Like, I do get people from, like, you know, Arizona or California who think that we literally have cows wandering the streets. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't seen a cow in central Ohio in, well, 30 years. So what, I get excited when I see them in the southern parts. Here's the big thing, too. You know, people think they are, when they move here, that, like you said, there's nothing to do. We have vibrant nightlife restaurants. We have sporting venues and events. But the thing is, we can also very easily drive to places mm -hmm. to go on a hike, see a beautiful view, oh, yeah. visit a lake. And when you're out in California on the East Coast, as soon as you want to drive anywhere, you hit traffic and it takes an hour and a half to do that. We're talking, we're going, you know, 100 miles in that time and we can easily go visit something close by to us. To, to do and enjoy outside. I mean, there's things just right around the city to do as well, but yeah. people think there's nothing, and there's quite a bit in this state. We have great places like the Wilds. That's only about an hour oh, drive, yeah? and you can spend the night there in, like, a cabin I think they have and stuff, and Hocking Hills is great. Plenty of state parks to yeah. hike and yeah. lakes to visit, and there's cabins to rent and all those as well. It's amazing mm -hmm. here. You know what else is kind of interesting, and I wondered how many of you guys think this happens with your clients as well, but I'll have out-of-state people that would move in. 
and they were shocked at how quickly you can get around the city of Columbus. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. For now. You, it's Well, for now, <laughs> yes. Well, there's even more talk. They may even be looking at a second outer belt, too. So yes, like, I've heard. Yeah. That's We've always tried. So the one thing I've liked about Central Ohio since I moved here is we tended to stay ahead of everything. Like, we started our expansion of our freeways and stuff before we knew what it was going to, you know, what we were going to become. And, um, like, I remember when I first moved here, no one ever took 315. I no. love 315. It's the best route. It was like a deserted freeway. And I'm like, no one ever takes this thing. But I could shoot anywhere. And I used to say I could get anywhere in the city 12, 20 minutes or less. Yeah. Now it's 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes, so yeah. But it's like, I remember when they were doing the six, uh, 670 mm -hmm. bridge add-on. You guys don't even remember this. It's Yeah, you guys are too young. But that wasn't <laughs> all connected at one. Like, you had to go all the way through 70. It was such a mess. And now it's so clean. It's so nice. It's like it's always been there, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they hit all of those factors helps the real estate market. And that's especially why I think Columbus does so well as compared to most of the rest of the, the country and the other markets. Well, it's kind of crazy because I've heard some people say we're getting another airport. It's not actually another airport. It's more, hopefully, bigger airport. Bigger expansion. So, I just find it funny, like, what you hear and what's, you know, what's reality versus what you hear. So, social media, I've heard people say, oh, we're getting a new airport. No, it's just expanding, hopefully. And that hopefully we'll have more flights and stuff offered, like international flights, since it is called an international airport. But it's it's nice to see the foresight. It's nice to see yeah. them looking ahead. I, I know they're wanting to add an exit off of 71 in mm -hmm. between uh, Polaris, Gemini there, yep. and Sunbury because there's such a long stretch without anything, and the expansion yeah. is pushing so fast. Well, and way. there's so many houses going in up in that Sunbury mm -hmm. area in Galena. So, and, like, a lot of people have moved out because they want to be out. Well, how long will you be out? <laughs> yeah. <not laughs> so we're, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. all, fast, all around yeah. the city, yeah. So, so which is good. You know, it seems like we're kind of insulated from it, from other areas. It seems like, you know, on a national scale, there's been a small pullback. I know, like, certain cities' vacation spots. I know, like, Vegas, mm -hmm. uh, certain, you know, beach towns and cer certain spots in Tennessee. They've seen kind of the pullback happen already. But... I haven't seen anything here. Have you? Have you really seen much yet? I mean, pullback I, is like reduction of, re of reduction in price, reduction in buyers. I mean, I, I still see competition. sitting on the market. People say, yeah. "Oh, things are sitting on the market." I'm like, "Where?" Yeah, and if they it's are, it's like, here. "Well, that house needs a lot of work," or "That's not the neighborhood or area that's selling as quickly." I, all I have seen over the past few years, and correct me if I'm wrong, is we go up, we flatten for a little bit, and mm -hmm. that's the correction is just flat, yeah. and then yeah, we go up, then and we then go up again. So there's there's always that that up and down every real estate market experiences it. What I see most of the time is the speed in which real estate selling is it's slowed down slightly. I mean, we all kind of experience we that experience early it in July slowdown. usually. Yeah. So the last year was July. This yeah. year's July, which is weird for us because um, the first two years we've had that. I feel in the summer because normally there's like a, a push through the summer, especially once people yeah. graduate and stuff. Yeah, as you go through those types of markets, when, you, when you're running into this, if you see other markets that are receding harder than we are, I think part of it's the infrastructure that we have going on, all of these new jobs that are coming in, mm -hmm. that's, that's forcing more people to want to move in. Did we slow down a little? Yeah, we slowed down, slowed down a little bit, but if you're seeing properties that are still in the market, just to your point, to my experience, it's really just been market properties that have been on the market way overpriced. You know, yeah. yeah. Like the, I think I showed you the one. There was one in Riverside Green, priced yeah. at like seven hundred thousand. Oh, I remember we were looking so, at that one. I was yeah. like, "What is going on with so this?" So that one's gonna <laughs> sit. 
I mean, I've got one. I live in I, I live in the Grove City market personally, and there's one right there in on one of the main strips that's sitting over a million. And just there's no way it's a million dollar house. If somebody's going to spend that much for a million, they're going to want to go to Dublin. They're going to want to go to New Albany, one of the other right. markets. Or even Pinnacle, even it's just it's just not quite. Well, there they can yet. build in Pinnacle. Yeah, you know, so it's there. You know, those are usually the ones where I'm seeing if there's a price point that's sitting and it's not moving. It's probably because they were too aggressive. Which, in a lot of sellers' perspectives, it's understandable. You know, we've had a market in the last four or five years where you put a sign in the yard and you sell in four minutes. You know, so right. it didn't take much effort. Right. So they think, you know, hey, maybe I'll test the market, see what I'll do. But that's it's important for sellers to just recognize if the market's not responding, you need to respond. The market dictates the price, not the agent. Correct. And not the seller. So we have a lot of people who say, but I need to get this, but no one cares. The buyer will only pay what they'll pay. They'll, they'll pay what And what they can afford. They'll pay they what can, they, they think They can it's afford worth. less now than they could two years ago, so your you know inflated pricing isn't going to fly. But we're still finding that people are showing homes that they can, and looking at homes that they can actually afford. Correct. But then they might not place the va- max value that they can afford on the house they're looking at. Yep. So just because they're approved for, you know, something over and above what your house is listed at doesn't mean they think it's worth it. Yep. So price dic- is dictated by the market. So, so yeah, I, I still say the central Why are you laughing at me? Oh, you just almost slipped up there for a second. Oh. Price <laughs> did. <laughs> dictated? Yeah, I mean, you, you got it out correctly. You you paused and reset there. Yes. I was just really hoping to hear it. Hey, we were <laughs> learning bad words in Spanish all day yesterday. What do you want from me? <laughs> then why were you going to say it in English? Yeah. <laughs> you were learning in Spanish. <laughs> but anyhow, we do this a lot, sorry. That's good. All good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so our market just tends to be a lot different than other places. And I think we feel a little more insulated from a lot. That goes on. And I, I don't know about you. I've had buyers who keep saying, you know, we're waiting for it to change. We're waiting for this correction. And, and crash. It's, Everyone it's, tells me crash. Everyone says crash, crash or correction, but they've been saying it for three years. And I said, well, we've now gone up another 15 to 20% depending on what home you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And now your interest rate is up. So you can't afford what we were looking for when you we first started looking. I said, you've waited yourself out of a home now. And a couple of them I have are they're desperate now. They're like, I need to be in a house in the next four months. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, the interest uh, rate's I, gone up 5%. Yeah. Yeah. We we hit 7.5% there for a while. We were down to 25 And I think we're, what, right or under just under 7 right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, 75 I would easily be happy. Right now again? Be yeah. On, I'd be easy to be on the record and say I don't see a crash happening in the next 18 months. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, for the sheer fact that next year we're coming into an election year. Yeah, election There's years no tend way. to be tough. They, so. Well, and it's tough for... Either party, whichever party is they don't, trying to get yeah, in. People don't care who wins. Yeah. They just want to know who it is. And, and none of those and parties it's weird let, getting let up the to it. Slip. Yeah, yeah. They never let, never like, let, like to let it happen. So I, I just don't see anything dramatically happening. I mean, you never know. I could easily be wrong. but It's just weird leading up to an election. And, like, so we talk all the time, and we don't think that we're going to see interest rates down below the fives for a long time. It'll be a while. Well, but I mean, we think it'll they'll stay around the fives. We think we'll get back to around the fives and we'll stay around there for a while, but we won't get in the twos and the threes again. No, I I don't. The twos. I don't think we'll ever see those again. Uh, The last study I had read was an economist out of California. He was saying that he's expecting it to slide down to between five and a half, six and a half in the next six months. That's the last one I read. Um, That's what we think. It'll hover around five and a half mm. and just kind of stay there for a while. At least that's what we hope, because it's still better yes. than seven and a half. 
Yes. <laughs> so. 1% interest rate really makes a difference on your payment. It, it does. does. So, it yeah. does. Yeah, people don't realize that. Um, but what other things are coming into the area or things that we know about? So the airport, they're trying to double that in size is what I read, I think. I ha- yeah, I read wow. that as well. That's so, going to be massive. Yeah, do we think that'll bring anything with it? Uh, Just make it easier for people? Hard to say. Because there's jobs that come with it. I was going to say there's more jobs. There's construction jobs as well. There's construction jobs out the nose. Yeah, Yeah. a yin yang here. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like with all these data centers, those are producing um, construction jobs. They won't produce like long term jobs, but at least the construction jobs are there. Well, that's what I read about that transportation when they were talking about that second outer belt. If they were doing it, they would do it in three or four stages, and that would be the first part of the loop. From mm-hmm. 71 down to yeah. 70. Okay. So that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I hope they do it. It makes more sense than a fast train from Columbus to Cincinnati uh-huh. and Columbus to Cleveland. <laughs> it makes more sense than that and probably more cost effective too. They well, should just take over the bike trail that goes from down there all the way to, out to Cleveland. Do you guys know about that? Yeah, there's a bike trail that's supposed to go the whole state. That's Cincinnati and yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Take Uh, over that and put the train in there. Bike people would not be happy with you. Not at all. No. No, but we've got all the negative comments now. My husband would not be happy. I don't approve. I love cyclists. If anyone wants to work with a realtor that loves cyclists, I am ecstatic. They're amazing. And I know a a builder rep that was on a previous podcast that's a cyclist as well. I'd love to introduce you to him and maybe uh, purchase a home.